In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I am here with Robin Board and Doris Rivas Brecky on this chilly, cold, rainy Southern California day. <laughs> you know, it's about the same over here, Sandra. <laughs> well, but you know, I we really, <laughs> we expect that for New Hampshire this time of year. <laughs> I really don't think we are as far apart as we really are. Our weather has been so close to the same all winter long. This has been the craziest winter, I swear. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. I mean, yeah. we've had such a mild winter and, you know, we've only had one day of snow and no snow day for the kids. So that they just hate that. Oh, gosh. Well, we've had so little snow. We had that freak storm in October, right around Halloween. And we've had mild, crazy, it's like April. The end. It's like the end of March, beginning of April. We've had some chilly nights the last few nights. But I guess our ski country is still, is still going strong. It's been cold enough up there that they're able to make their snow. And um, that's the big destination. We invite everybody to come play in New Hampshire. <laughs> That's right. That's if you can find it. We've got to find it on the map first. <laughs> Isn't that what your son said? Head north. Just head north. That's right. When you got that little compass you sent him, it's time to head north. I got to tell you, girls, I, you, know, you know how like, excited I get with office supplies. And um, I, <laughs> I was at Staples the other day. And again, we are not paid by Staples to endorse it, but, but God knows we'd take the money if they would. Um, but they have these little bulldog clips in like little rainbow colors and they're marked already with like urgent follow-up file to do priority outgoing schedule i love them of course doris i still lost the show prep you sent me before the show but maybe next week if i clip it with a color i'm going to use the red one marked urgent (laughs) so i don't lose it and we want to send a shout out to rick swanson who's homesick today he was not here to hand me my stuff um, before the show, so that's oh, you know, it, it, organization is just not my strong point. I'm a color coder. I every if you could see my desk, everything is in a color coded folder. So if it has to do with one thing, it's it's all in one color, and everything, of course, for motherhood is pink. Yay! <laughs> of course, everything for harvesting happiness is teal. We've got to. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have that. That's but yeah. Cool. 
I'm a I'm a color code girl. All my Girl Scout stuff is all in green. All of my my um, yeah, I I color code everything. And honestly, it does help me because if I know something belongs in a topic, then it goes in that that color. Whether because you, when you're on a lot of commu- committees, you got to sort it out, you know. Well, see, and that's the thing. You were smart about it. I was not. I thought, like, you know, I got such a kick out of these notebooks. I bought all these white ones, and so I call them my skinny black guys. And then I have, <laughs> you know, the the white ones, my skinny white guys, and I have my skinny green guys. But I wanted my, my office to look like a Pottery Barn catalog, and now everything's uniform, and I can't find anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely am, am a, like I say, that I, do, I look very... Um, Multicultural, I guess, because I have so many colors. <laughs> yeah, and I've only got black, white, and green. Hmm. Which is funny because yeah. my company colors are pink. Though I do have a pink uh, Superman cape hanging on my door. Aww. And you have an awesome pink bag now. I saw that. I do. I do. I'm getting more organized as the day goes by. Um, yeah, my dad helped a lot on that one because I wasn't going to cough up the bucks for it, but he did because that's what dads do. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we call him Bank of Bob. My dad's name is. <laughs> oh gosh! So what do we Lots got this to... week? We got mm. any this week for you? For you? From you guys? Well, I do. How about you, Doris? What have you got? I have uh, a little news clip from uh, my one of my old faithful uh, resources for research, Military dot com, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about uh, helping our military brothers and sisters with looking for jobs and uh, uh, helping with career moves and so forth. So um, I found this really neat survey that talks about the best and the worst run companies in the U.S. today. And um, so that's what I want to talk about. Should I start right now? Sure. Why not? Okay, and get it over with. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I thought it was a really interesting survey because uh, it talks about what to look for when uh, you're looking for, you know, a company to work for. And I thought, okay, this is going to help our brothers and sisters when they're out there. So anyway, uh, for worse-run companies, they were looking at stock price changes, uh, earnings per share, man- management changes. And then when the initial screening was done of the survey, the researchers went over uh, product launches, financial results, and how the new management teams were doing. So anyway, uh, for worse-run companies, number one came in at uh, Avon. Remember Avon Cosmetics? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, wow, really? Oh. Their stock is down 40%, and one of the reasons they're hurting so badly is because there's a huge bribery scandal they're facing that's involving China. I know. Oh, I know. And then number three, American Airlines, which probably some of us realize we've heard them in the news, uh, their stock is down 99%, and they're facing major labor disputes. And at number five was, uh, no surprise here, Bank of America, stock down 57%, and they're caught up in real, real estate scandals, facing billions of dollars in lawsuits and uh, the firing of up to 30,000 employees soon. I know. Wow. I'm surprised, like, Wells Fargo and and, uh, what's the other one, Chase? You know, all the national lenders aren't in that same boat. 
Well, they might be, but I just picked, you know, there's the, it's a it's a big survey. But so I just picked, they're probably in there somewhere, Sandra, so I have no doubt. Good, and then, you guys remember my foreclosure rant on the other network. <laughs> I so. do remember it well. <laughs> and, it was, and it was a good one. Stock down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And anyway, for the best run companies, and we want to hear this one, number one, Sandra, you're going to love this, Apple. Stock up 20%. Yep, stock up 20%. Even though the company is going through some transition because of the death of Stephen Jobs, their uh, sales are extremely high because of the iPhone 4S, and the company should continue being the highest-valued public company in the country. Number two, uh uh-huh, number two, Amazon.com. We all love Amazon. Stock up 8%. And their major event was the launch of the Kindle Fire. Uh, number three, CBS, which I thought was surprising, but the reason they're high up there is because they have partnered with Amazon to reach out to the uh, video streaming market. And number five is Microsoft. Their stock is down 8%, but with the acquisition of Skype, did you guys know that they bought Skype? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. Uh, and they're highly anticipated. Windows 8, they're still considered uh, one of the top guys in software and computer business. So, you know, our people want to look at those best-run companies, and they can get more info at military.com. And I will be listing uh, more companies and educational institute, institutions on the Military Mom Talk radio blog. Uh, the people that I met at that Camp Pendleton uh, Expo a few weeks ago. And that's the latest. Great, great. That was really good, Doris. Thank you. We also want to encourage people to um, visit either military.com or militaryconnection.com because there are a lot of uh, recent articles about the uh, GI Bill and uh, education uh, benefits. There are a lot of opportunities, and you'll find a lot of information on that. Um, I also wanted to remind everybody to go to the Lieutenant DanBand.com uh, website because he does have a lot of concerts coming up, and we're really uh, thrilled that Temecula's concert on March 1st has actually been uh, extended. They they put out um, a thousand more tickets for Temecula, so that's wow. coming right up this weekend. You you would want to, or, or this week, I should say. When is the first Thursday? Thursday, March 1st. Wow. Um, you you definitely want to do this. Uh, the Gary Sinise Foundation is partnering with Tunnel to Towers Foundation, who are dedicated to building custom-designed smart homes for our nation's most severely wounded veterans. You'll want to check them out, and it's ltdanband.com. What a rocking guy, honestly. There's another one yeah. coming up March 31st. Um, we'll be in East Martinsville, Virginia. And then there's another one in April um, that's going to benefit the College of Desert Veterans Affair program. So all of this information is on his his awesome, awesome website. You'll want to check it out. Um, we've got a couple more minutes. I want to say hello to a friend, a listener that we've had for all along, uh, Sally in Cape Cod. I want to to direct you all to capecodquiltersguild.blogspot.com. She and her guild are in the process of making 10 quilts they are hoping to deliver to their 
local VA hospital. We want to say hello to Cape Cod and thank Sally very much. And I also will put you folks in connection. I asked her in the chat room if, in fact, she took donations for surplus fabric. If you are a quilter or you have fabrics and you are in the Cape Cod area, um, I'm sure we could mail, mail them. You don't have to be in Cape Cod, but by all means, we'll, we'll get you connected because they're doing some wonderful things for the VA down in the Cape. Um, coming up, we are starting out our next segment with Michael Russer. You won't want to miss that. He's an author, a coach, and a speaker for the Live, Outrage- Live Outrageously movement. Um, we're going to meet Michael. He's a good friend. He's been with us before. And later on in the show, stay tuned for Linda Franklin, who's from Shining Service Worldwide. Be back in a moment with Michael Russer here on Military Mom Talk Radio. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown, and after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list and the Statue of Liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. 
Hey, military moms, this is Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd with our News You Can Use expert, Doris Rivas Brecky, and we've got some. <laughs> great guest today. We have Michael Russer. You guys might remember him from our Go Army Homes uh, segments about PCS moves and change of duty stations. He's going to talk to us today about uh, his Live Outrageously movement. Then we're going to go on in our next segment to talk to Linda Franklin. She's got some great news from Shining Service Worldwide. Really exciting things going on there. And then we're going to round out the hour with Randy Mixter. And he is just, um, he's just such a great author and he's got a lot of buzz around his new book letters from long been memories of a military policeman in vietnam so we've just got a great show today guys awesome show awesome show so let's bring michael russer on uh michael are you with us all right i'm here how you doing sandra robin (laughs) hi michael (laughs) oh boy I'm telling you, um, I'm all excited because, well, um, I just am. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Enthusiasm is good. Actually, enthusiasm is great when it comes to talk radio. And uh, one of the things that we are, um, we have been talking a lot about is the military transitions that are coming up. And, you know, change is such a big part of military life. You know, we have to change uh, everything when people go on deployment, when they come home. We change duty stations. Um, change is just such a big part of military life. And what I find, uh, Robin and Doris, interesting, when I look at a lot of the military stuff that comes out for the families and for the service members, there's not a lot about how to manage transitions and dealing with change within yourself. You know, because we're looking at all these changes happening in Iraq and Afghanistan. We're going to be bringing people home. We're going to be downsizing troops, according to the local media. And that means a lot of families are going to be leaving military life and transitioning into civilian life. And that's why I brought Michael on today, because he is probably the one I would go to most uh, to talk about, you know, how your attitude can help you either manage change, manage your transition, or even hurt you. Uh, Michael, I'd like you to share some of your thoughts on that. Absolutely. And, and, to, and to borrow or steal from somebody else uh, whose shoulders I'm standing on right now, I just can't remember their name, your attitude determines your altitude. I wish I had thought of that, but that's, uh, I didn't, I have to be honest. But it's so true. And, you know, you can, you can um, approach change and transition especially those things that are imposed on you, which are the kind that most of us don't like so much. Now, if we're imposing the change, that's a little bit easier to take. But if it's imposed on us, like so many of your listeners, then your attitude is everything. Now, you can have a victim attitude, and it's like, oh, woe is me, and oh, gosh, this is hard, and oh, what are we going to do? And I'll leave it to everybody who's listening to figure out how far that's going to get you. Or you can take the attitude that, okay, it's here. Now, we can't do anything about the fact that it's here, but we can sure do something about how we react to it. And that's where the power of change comes in, because you now have the power to turn change into an incredible opportunity. And uh, because here's the thing, Sandra and, and Robin and Doris, is that 
<laughs> I, you know, you say you're, I'm the one you come to if, if you want to know about change and attitude towards change. And, and as you know, well know, Sandra, I've gone through a lot of change myself and, uh, and uh, actually many times throughout my life. And I always look at it as an opportunity because here's the thing. When you go through change, you're going to be exposed to possibilities and opportunities you didn't even know existed. And the main thing is to be awake and open to it. But if if you go into it with kind of a woe is me, victim mentality, you're shut down. You won't see them. So the key here is to be wide open, see every pile of you-know-what is an opportunity to find a pony in it, if you get my drift. Wow. (laughs) Right on. Well, and I think, Michael, one of the things you said to me that was so important, and then you said it on the air today, too, is, you know, going from, like, that victim mentality to, like, empowerment mentality. Because I think, you know, when change hits us at first, you're like, oh, crap, like, now what do I do? And you have that, like, momentary freak out and panic attack, you know. Mm -hmm. Doris, you've been there. Robin, you've been there. I know I've been there a lot. Um, But the faster you kind of wrap that up in a little box and put it on a shelf and go, okay, the freak out's not helping me. Um, I need to figure out what to do. A lot of that is kind of managing your mind and managing your attitude. Um, Mm -hmm. Doris, how did you do that when you had the change with your foreclosure on your home and the time that you had to get out? I watched you go from, you know, kind of victim to, uh, boy, you know, ball busting army girl to get yourself <laughs> out of that house in two days. I mean, you had such a quick turnaround. Well, uh, you, you just said it so perfectly, Sandra, but uh, you're right. I, once I realized that the victim thing wasn't going to help, I just uh, immediately started praying because I'm a big, you know, spiritual person. And fortunately, I had you close by, and you kind of slapped me around and said, "Okay, you got to do what you got to do. So just get to it." And well, I called serial killer too. You did. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that, but yes, she did. But I was very, very fortunate to have you close by. There you go. And and having people around you to help you get through these things is so important. And, Michael, how would you, you know, with respect to the military lifestyle, with respect to friends and creating new friends throughout change, what tips do you have to kind of break down and break through our transitional moments? Well, breakdown, breakthrough is a great, is a great phrase because, really, in every breakdown, there's the seeds of a breakthrough. And um, the first thing you want to do is once you get out of the victim mentality, then you start thinking, okay, you start, you start assessing what are the unique um, talents, experiences, um, uh, just traits that I would have that either an employer or maybe even using to start my own business would solve other people's problems, right? Because ultimately, our world is filled with problems. And if you can uh, objectively assess what unique traits and, and experiences and attitudes you have that, will, that, that can solve these problems, it can be a problem for an employer you want to get a job with. It can be uh, starting your own business that obviously offers a solution that people are going to want to exchange their money for. If you look at it from that standpoint and, and do an honest assessment, then um, you're going to start 
seeing the possibilities that uh, that are available to you. And and here's the other thing that I, f- I find a lot of people run into. This is the brick wall of, oh, yeah, well, that's that's not me. I mean, yeah, so-and-so can do that, but no, no that's not me. Well, what I would suggest is start reading some books of, of people who have less talent and less going for them than what you do, and seeing how they overcame their adversity and turned it into a into an incredible success or win. And uh, once again, this is all about attitude. That's really the rocket fuel that keeps this going. Uh, so uh, believe me, everybody in this country, especially this country, has the opportunity to make it as far as they want to go. And uh, we're the most entrepreneurial country on the face of this planet. We're the most success-driven. We're the most solution-driven. And people are constantly striving and wanting people to solve their problems and willing to pay for it. So there's all kinds of solutions out there, and it's a matter of looking at what unique gifts you have experiences and 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 uh, the the positive attitude that you can deliver it and you're going to be surprised of the the at the doors that open up because of that well and you know it's interesting you say that michael you know because a lot of times when we hear about military transitions from uh military to civilian life we hear everybody going well where am i going to get a job who's going to hire me you know one of the things that uh has come across in our other shows where we talk about military hires is that great can do attitude of our military personnel and the transitional skills that they have that makes them outstanding entrepreneurs and that's something that when you look around and go, you know what? I don't want to relocate my family. I don't want to move again. I like this, you know, base community that I'm in. What is it that I can do offering a product or service and create my own job, create my own universe? I have lots of military friends that have gone on to do that. Yes, they've gone on to great corporations, big national defense contractors. Those are great opportunities, but don't sell yourself short in that entrepreneurial vision because you can take everything from quilting to crafting, uh, to gun repair, um, into making your own company. So I just think that's really great, Michael, that you come and give us an entrepreneurial vision uh, for our American servicemen and women who are leaving military life. And if I might just add, Sandra, the, the barrier to entry, the cost to starting a business today has never been less especially in the online world, which, as you know, is one of my specialties. Uh, and it, it, it costs practically nothing to get up a website, to start offering products or services on the web. And, uh, and, and uh, it doesn't need to be done that way. I mean, look at Debbie Fields. She, she started uh, Mrs. Fields Cookies by baking some cookies and then going to a mall and selling them uh, by herself. And so you just never know. And so it's a matter of trying and then not being attached to the results. If that didn't work, try something else. And if that doesn't work, you try something else until you find something that does. And if you take that kind of attitude and not being too attached to the results, uh, but giving it your full commitment, you will succeed. There's absolutely nothing that will stop you except yourself. Well, that's just all kinds of hope and and good things for us to all look forward to, Michael. Michael Russer, we will have you back periodically throughout the year. I want everybody to uh, 
by all means, come back and visit Michael. He'll be with us another time. I think in April we've got you scheduled, Michael. Then we'll have a website at that point in time. Is that correct, or do we have a website now? Oh, um, uh, which website are we talking about? I've got so good. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wasn't sure. Michael Russell, we'll, we'll make sure everyone knows how to find you. Coming back All after right. the break. Thanks again. <laughs> We've got Lisa, uh, Linda Franklin from Shining are Service. Are you a military we'll mom we'll looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Girlfriended is on Toginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. With your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out girlfriended.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, The Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what The Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues, from teething to teen driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd and Doris Rivas Brecky. For those of you who missed the last segment, we welcomed Michael Russer, and he talked a lot about change and some entrepreneurial ideas for our military warriors in transition who are transitioning from military to civilian life. Uh, we're now going to welcome Linda Franklin. Linda Franklin is from Shining Service Worldwide. Those of you might know her from my sister show, uh, Motherhood 
Talk Radio from The Real Cougar Woman. Uh, but today she's going to share us some information from her philanthropic arm, her Shining Service Worldwide, which is really an amazing, groundbreaking organization. I don't think there's anything like it on the planet today to help our female warriors in transition. Welcome, Linda. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm wonderful today. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, yeah, things are really sort of perking along. Uh, it's funny how it's, it's, it's crazy, 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 and then it kind of stops, and then it gets crazy, crazy, crazy again. So <laughs> we like the crazy, crazy, crazy. <laughs> so, okay, let's talk about, before we talk about all the good things going on, why don't you talk a little bit about Shining Service and um, what it stands for? Um, Shining Service Worldwide is for women, any woman that's connected to the military family. So that it could be serving, a veteran, a spouse, a mom. We want to take all of the women into account. And we want to help them, and we have three focuses, and that's housing, uh, it's jobs, and it's, it's, it's health, because those things are uh, really, really important, and they're certainly uh, being underserved. So uh, as we really ramp up uh, Shining Service, uh, that, those are the areas that we want to we cover. We've only been around 14 months, but we really are, um, you know, moving at, at uh, pretty good speed. Well, you know, Linda, it's so important because when you look at our women in the military, a full 20% of our military is comprised of women, uh, soldiers, marine, airmen, and sailors. That's one out of every service personnel being female. And that's an unprecedented number in American military. We've seen that in the Israeli military where women serve. But our country has not historically had that. We had, you know, a handful of women pilots in World War II who transferred, um, you know, like big B-52 kind of airplanes, and uh, they didn't do the smaller ones. We took those apart and transported them. And, of course, we had our Rosie the Riveters who came in and worked uh, worked in the factories and did support in that respect. But this is the first time in history we've had this many women in the military and transitioning not only from military to civilian life, but to navigate things like PTSD and um, different stressors that go along with war. Absolutely. And and, uh, and I think now the VA is finally getting on board with some women-directed uh, programs, but it's been a long time in coming. And whatever there is available, it's never enough. You know that. So what we want to do here is kind of fill in the gaps as best we can. And, um, you know, the, the great thing about Shining Service and, and working for these women is that everybody I talk to uh, wants to help. You know, what can I do to help you? You know, just tell me what, what you need and, and, you know, we'll see if we can get it done. And, you know, that's like, it, it's terrific. So you know you're in the right place at the right time to really make some strides. And, and you know, it makes me feel really, really good. Well, it's fun to be the first. It's fun to be the first to go, you know what, these combat stress guides need to be redone for women. These PTSD methodologies and modalities need to be reset for women because men and women are very different and we react very different in stressful situations. Yes, and they've got their own uh, personal issues that that men don't have. Um, I mean, the guilt of of leaving a child and coming back home is, is major. 
you know, the guilt of, of just, le- you know, leaving and not being there. And then if your mom or someone is taking care of the kids, uh, then how do you sort of snatch that kid back to be your kid again after it, it you've been away for so long because it's gotten used to the to, to your mom and, and doesn't really even know you. So it's it's a lot. It you know it really is. And then being able to support the kid and now there's so many homeless women vets and that I mean it's so disgraceful. And so uh, you know we want to kind of help and we have. In, in those areas, and they're not talked about. I mean, you go into a room of civilians and, and talk about homeless vets, and they're like, really? You know, right. they, they don't know that that exists. Well, or the, and I know? think there are so many challenges, too, uh, for, for women in that society's expectations of what a woman should come home and do are far different I think, than what they're expecting men to come home to do because women are supposed to come and fit right back into that plug, that puzzle piece, uh, to fulfill their family needs. And sometimes that's just not possible. No, so. and then a lot of the, of the military gals are married to uh, guys in the military, so that, you know, that presents other problems because they're still, they're still attached. Um, I, it, there, there's so many issues that need to be addressed, and hopefully we, we will take care of them uh, as they come up with, with qualified people that, that know. Um, I just spoke to a woman this afternoon who is a, a psychologist, and, and she teaches psychology at one of our uh, universities here in uh, New York on Long Island, and she was talking about how they have groups now for, uh, you know, group sessions for, for military and also privates, and they're doing it pro bono trying to to get in and help them too i think they're with the soldiers project so i mean Linda, you talked about oh i'm sorry go ahead but i was going to ask you you started mentioning about uh women coming home and not um having homes to come home to there are many homeless women veterans um how how have you come to this information and how is Service Worldwide becoming a part of that? Okay, uh, well, so, you know, I've been, I've been lucky enough to, um, to, to kind of be a special project of United Veterans Beacon House, and they're here um, on Long Island here in New York, and they've been doing this for about 20 years, and they have 24 homes that service military vets on Long Island. And um, so I'm getting a lot of education and help from from that organization, and we are talking now uh, about opening a home for veteran moms and their children here in New York City. And if we do that, that might be the first home in New York City that, uh, to accommodate, you know, that th- these women. So we are out looking for that particular home that will house maybe 10 women and their children, which will be the first. And then we'll, you know, we will get that going and hopefully be, get another and another. But, um, and he knows how to staff the houses. He knows all of the programs that these women need to go through um, to get back on their feet because they're transitional. This isn't a forever place. Uh, but course. we have been getting so much uh, again, from uh, outside sources outside of the military to say, well, you know, we, we can help by tell, talking to the women and helping them with jobs and help and, and, and taking care of the kids. And there's so many summer camps and we can send the kids to camp. So I can't wait for this house, you know, to actually 
be identified and get the women in there because I think that you know we could really set a very high precedent on on what could really uh, happen in this house and, and benefit the, the moms and the kids. Wow, is this a model for other communities to sort of pattern after? Are you able to give people advice for other parts of the country? Well, <laughs> right now, no. I'm, right now, I'm I'm trying to to learn as much as I can at, at uh, breakneck speed. But I'm I'm hoping that it will be a model, and that we, you know, we will certainly learn from our our mistakes and uh, pass that along. Uh, you know, women want to be with women. They really don't want to. This co-ed housing doesn't work. You know, a lot of them yeah, have had yeah. unpleasant uh, military experiences, and the, the last thing they want to do is be uh, uh, in, in, a, in a home that, that also houses men. So I think this will be uh, – the need is there. Uh, Frank at, at um, Beacon House assures me the, the need is huge. So, you know, we will just start to make a little dent there and, and, and uh, learn as we go. Hey, Linda. Yeah, go Linda. ahead. Linda, uh, Doris Rivas Brecky here. Hi. Uh, hi. Uh, you know, there's a similar uh, house that has just been established in San Diego. I learned about them when I went to a, a, a homeless veterans event this past July. Have you right. heard of it? Um, I have not heard of that one in particular. I know there, that there's uh, something a woman in, in Washington, D.C. has set up a house as well, um, but, they're, but they're just getting started. I think they just cut the ribbon. So right, it, this it, one too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think New York has got one of the – because of, there's so many people here, we've got the largest homeless community, you know, in the world, which is not right. – in the country. It's not – and nothing to brag about, but, you know, the need here is, is unbelievable. Right. And then, you know, and then uh, I've been working with Sandra with our Power of Ten life skills program that hopefully will launch in the next couple of months. And that's what I've been telling everybody about it. People are very excited. Uh, and that's, we're getting all of this uh, content uh, on all, all of the issues that fall under the categories of, of, of health um, and, and relationships and finance and getting jobs. Right. And, we, and then we're getting other people on board that when the, when the women go through our three-month program, that there's resources on the other end, that they will continue that education. So, right. I mean, Sandra and I are very excited about it. I think it's going to be fabulous. I think we're all excited about it. This is wonderful. Yeah. Linda, where can people find more information about you? We've got about a minute before we go okay. to break. So uh, I, and I never to got to tell up. you about our Fleet Week event, but we'll do that next time. <laughs> um, shiningserviceworldwide.com. Excellent. And maybe what we could do is put a little information on our blog. If you could uh, get, we'll get an article up and we'll make sure that we have Fleet Week uh, uh, oh, posted on yeah. there. So our event's going to be on, on May 30th and it's always a, a big celebration here in New York and uh, we are getting ours organized and it's going to be great. Excellent. May, uh, you said the date again real quick? May 30th. And, May and the money, yeah, and the money we raise there will will go towards our 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 home in in New York. So it it all it all comes around and works together. Excellent. Thanks, Linda, so much. On the other side of the break, we'll have Randy Mixter. Letters from Long Bin. We'll be back in a moment. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system, keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. 
It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a health care crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter DeVette Live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management. The holistic approach, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness. How emotions are directly related to physical illness and how to read your body like a book. Dr. Devan will also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter DeVent live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Help us out. Put your name. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is Robin Boyd here with Sandra Beck and Doris Rivas Brecky. Another busy, busy show here on Military Mom Talk Radio. Our first segment, if you missed it, was with Michael Russer. He is uh, a coach and author and is beginning his Live Out Outrageously movement. We'll have a lot more information from Michael in the weeks to come. And then we just were chatting with Linda Franklin. We're always so delighted to have Linda with us. She is the founder of ShiningServiceWorldwide.com, and please go there and check out all the wonderful things that her organization is doing, as well as how maybe you can be part of all of the progress and wonderful efforts there. Next up, what... Uh, we have as an author, Randy Mix- Mixter. Uh, he is the author of Letters from Long Bin, Memoirs of a Military Policeman in Vietnam. Randy, are you with us? Hello. Can you hear me? There you are. Hi, Randy. Yeah. Yay. Welcome. Thank you. 
Uh, well, it's still it's wonderful having you here, and I can guess that this may be a book of a compilation of letters. Is this correct? It certainly is. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a little background on it. Uh, uh, my wife, when I actually, she was my girlfriend at the time. When I was over in Vietnam, mm-hmm. I wrote letters to my girlfriend on, on a daily basis. And uh, I was surprised, pleasantly surprised to find that when I came home, she had kept every letter that I wrote her. Uh, oh. We married about a year and a half after I got home. And um, what happened at that point was that, that uh, I said, well, you know, I'll, I'll start looking at these letters and, and, and Maybe I'll get an idea of, uh, you know, be like, it'll be like a diary of my experience in Vietnam. Right. As it turned out, it wasn't quite that because uh, most of the letters were, were, were love letters and they didn't have a lot of references to my activities in Vietnam. But mm-hmm. for the book, I thought the idea of, of incorporating some of these letters into book form, uh, some of the letters that were more expressive of, as to what my activities were in Vietnam, uh, to put them in a book form. And so basically I went through the letters uh, not that long ago, sorted out some of the ones that, that, I, that I thought would be pertinent to uh, my experiences in Vietnam, and um, basically put those letters with slight revision into the book. Wow. Now, had you always had an aptitude for writing? Was this a passion anyway, and this just was a great subject? Or did this come because you had so many interesting, uh, interesting, <laughs> quote-unquote, interesting experiences? Well, you know, it's a combination of the two. I, I've always loved to write. I, I started actually started writing when I was in the military. Uh, mm. Not long after I, I, I returned from Vietnam, I was stationed at uh, Fort Monmouth in New Jersey. And uh, I was in the military police, so we had a lot of uh, gate duty up there. And uh, because of the boredom of some of the gates, we, we, a lot of us ended up writing. Uh, myself, I started writing short stories and poetry. And uh, it kind of expanded a little bit from there. Uh, during the 70s, I continued to, to write mostly poetry. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I, I actually it was after I retired, which was about six years ago, I thought, well, you know, just to give me something to do, I'll start, you know, maybe try to write some uh, write some books. And uh, that's exactly what I did. I, I My first novel actually came out about two and a half years ago. It's called Boys, The Boys in Northwood, and it was, based, it was short stories based on growing up in Baltimore, Maryland. And then mm-hmm. I wrote uh, a fictional novel entitled Sarah of the Moon, which con, uh, concerns uh, uh, the Haight-Ashbury area of San Francisco during the uh, Summer of Love in 1967. <laughs> and uh, not that long ago, I decided to... Uh, sit down and, and write letters from Long Ben, and it's worked out real good since. Wow. That's very interesting. Now, how long did you serve? I was in for three years. I volunteered. I went in mm-hmm. in uh, 1967, in July of 1967, and, and, uh, or I'm sorry, July of 1966, rather, and I got out mm-hmm. in July of 1969. And... Uh, had, did you uh, stay in the reserves at all? Had you stayed in touch with some people? I, I, I'm asking this. I'm wondering if you had um, other people that helped contribute some things to develop your story. Well, uh, actually, yes. I, I, I 
a resource that uh, a friend of mine uh, that I was actually over in Vietnam with, his name is Lou Fantasi, uh, he, uh, we're still in contact. Uh, he was over uh, in uh, Long Bend, which is where I was stationed in Vietnam, in uh, mm-hmm. the early part of 1967, probably the first six months. And we still keep in touch with each other. And uh, actually, he's featured in a few of the uh, letters in the book. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was able to uh, to use him as the source, but for the most part, I, I basically went on my memory and, and the letters, and the letters actually helped the memory part of it because uh, of, of the information they provided. And what they didn't provide, I was kind of able to fill in the gaps by, by uh, and hopefully I remembered everything accurately, but I was able to fill in the gaps with my memory. So it, it, it worked out pretty good in that aspect. Wow. Doris, did you keep a journal when you were serving? Uh, no, not journals, but um, I wrote a lot of letters, and I had a lot of people writing to me. And unlike Randy, I did write about things that I was doing, because uh, I did serve in Korea, Randy. Oh. And, yeah, and um, I did write about what was going on, you know, day-to-day operations and so forth, because I worked in a hospital setting, so... It, you know, we got a lot of action, and actually I dealt with, a, I was in mental health, and I uh, did a lot of work with Vietnam vets, but uh, but my letters were more like journals because I did write about what was going on, you know, on a daily basis, and the people that got my letters used to say that they felt like they were with me because of the way oh. that I wrote, Yeah. <laughs> Well, I tell you, Doris, I, I, I wish, looking back on it, that I'd have done done that also. I, uh, at the time, I was uh, I was crazy in love, and so I, when I read the letters, and as I said, I thought that it, originally that they might be more uh, journalistic, but uh, it turned out they were more mushy than uh, than journalistic. <laughs> uh, they had it was a lot of uh, a lot of uh, love letters, and and nothing wrong with that, but. Uh, yeah. In, re- in retrospect, I-, I wish that it would have uh, that I would have uh, uh, included a little bit more of of, of my day to day life over there. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Of which you maybe some of which you probably couldn't talk about. Um, I know a lot of times there were things that my husband wasn't able to talk about while I was there. So that's mm-hmm. always a fine line too. Oh, it is. But uh, we were in the military police, uh, and uh, it was more. Uh, we it was more. I would say more like police work type of uh, of activities over there. We did. We had highway patrol. We had town patrol. Uh, we did have uh, some um, uh, interesting duty uh, convoy escort, which got a little bit scary at times but uh for the most part it was it was police work and it, it was um it was exciting work it, it was interesting town patrol in particular as i mentioned in the book was uh every night or every day there was, seemed to be something going on it was just action-packed and uh so uh there wasn't many adult moment over there <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's, well, that's, it would be, wouldn't be a war situation, I no. guess, if it was a dull moment, would no. it? <laughs> no, no, it, it wouldn't be. And, 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 and the truth be told that, that uh, it, for, for uh, looking back on it for me now, uh, it, it was a, an adventure of sorts. Um, you know, when I went over there, I was 19 years old. I was 20 when I came back, so I still had, I, I turned 21 after I returned home from Vietnam. And, uh, 
as you're probably aware, a lot of my my uh, the people that I worked with, a lot of the soldiers over there in the military police and, and otherwise, were in the same age group. So it, it, it was for me in particular. Uh, it was a it was an experience where I grew up. It was, it was an experience of maturing over there, but it was also a um, uh, a learning experience, and it was also an adventure of sorts. Uh, uh, and, and 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 the truth be told, when I when I go back through the book now, I see that there was a, a, some humor in there too. So I guess that that uh, we made the best out of a bad situation. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it is certainly a, a life-changing experience, no matter what way you look at it. Did you have letters from other people? Did you have either youth groups or or other people sending you letters? Uh, no, not really. Uh, yeah. Mostly it was, uh, you know, relatives. Uh, you know, I, I received some from my mother, uh, my brother, uh, who actually went to Korea a few years after after I came back from Vietnam. Uh but for the most part, it was uh, it was my uh, my wife, or as I said at the time, my girlfriend, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, we she luckily for me, she sent letters almost every day. So uh, you know the way it worked in Vietnam, and I'm sure you, you're you're aware of this. Is it's not like today's army where there's a lot of uh, different types of ways to communicate. Uh, back then, we had letters, and that was basically it. So uh, for us. Getting the letter every day, mail call was was probably the most important part of the day. Oh, yeah, sure, yep. sure. It's you know, such a that, that's the way it worked now. over there. We all we all were looking forward to getting the mail in, and if, yep. it, if you had a day where you didn't get a letter, then it was, it was sad. Like, it was sad. Yeah. It was sad. Now everyone checks their email and whatnot. We're, oh. we're just about at the end of the show, Randy. Where can people find this book as well as your others? Yes. Uh, well, uh, they can, if, if, if they, the best way to do it is if they just uh, Google uh, uh, letters from Longbin, uh, mm-hmm. that, that, that'll give them my, my website for that book. And uh, if they actually just Google my name, Randy Mixter, and that's M-I-X-T-E-R, that will uh, that will show them that my other I have about two or three other sites for book sites, including my okay. author's book site, uh, and that will uh, put uh, they, they'll be able to find my book sites off of that. Perfect. Randy Mixter, thanks so much for sharing this with us. We can't wait to uh, share this book as well as your others. Uh, and we appreciate the time that you spent with us, and we do thank you for your service. We well, I, I appreciate, appreciate that, and thank you for having me on your show. <laughs> Next week, please stay uh, tune in. We will have Janine Wilburn visiting us from Touchnology. We'll have the uh, our author's corner with Joyce Faulkner, uh, our friends over at the Military Writers Society of America. And we'll have Nicole Germain coming. Um, I understand she has some military fashion show information for us. So you don't want to miss that. We always have so many fun things. Thanks, Doris, for being with us. Sandra Beck is on her way to be uh, a good mom and pick up her kids in the rain <laughs> this is <laughs> this is robin boyd thanking everyone for being with us today on military mom talk radio take care now take care <laughs>